Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new series called Kayla Runs a Half Marathon, where I'll be coaching and interviewing aspiring distance runner Kayla Roten through her journey to her first half marathon. Follow week by week as Kayla trains for her big day and let's find out together what it takes to cross the finish line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Kayla, how's it going? Hey, Harrison, it's going well. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I can't believe we're what week five. We're we're getting pretty uh, we're get, getting pretty far into this thing. Yeah, well, it, this is we just finished week three of training, right? Yes, that's right. But the fifth yeah. episode. So yeah, yeah I know it's crazy. It's awesome. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your progress. I know you texted me um, that you successfully completed your long run, which I don't want to spoil the episode but uh, it sounds like things are going pretty well why don't you tell me about this past week yeah I overall the week was pretty good um my run Monday which was two miles I took your advice and I found a playlist on Spotify that was 160 bpm and really liked it um and it definitely helped me like I could tell that my cadence was faster I could tell I was going a little faster but I still felt good like I didn't feel um like I was pushing myself too hard where I was you know going to be in trouble um so that one was good I ended up one of my fastest paces since we've started this uh, it took me 24 minutes to run two miles that was about a 12 minute it ended up being just barely under 12 minute miles um and thanks yeah I was really happy about it and I did um I could tell the difference in trying to go a little faster where at the end of the run I was definitely like more tired than on my other runs but I still felt good like it didn't feel like it was too difficult um and I do know that day like I had eaten a lot of protein I had a lot of water so I definitely and I was running in the evening, but not super late. So I think all of those kind of contributed to that success. <laughs> good, good. So you did your first kind of two mile run together at a faster pace than what you're used to running. Did you have to walk at all? No, that one I didn't. Wow, that's great. So can you already see progress in your endurance? Yeah, I, I think so. Just, I mean, based off of that, yes. And the fact that I did run four miles, which um, we can, I mean, I'll talk about this more when we get into it, but I... Like it was hard and I'm still amazed that I could do that when a few months ago I could barely run one mile slash good yeah. run one mile. So yeah, I can definitely see improvement. Awesome. Good. So just to speed through your plan real quick last week, you did the two mile run on Monday. Did you do strength and, and then the um, cross training on Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, so strength on Tuesday, I did some weights. Um, they felt great. I didn't end up doing the lunges because after like the weights added on to the other um, things, my legs were feeling pretty, pretty worked pretty well. So I didn't do lunges, but I did everything else, um, with weight and those were great. Wednesday, I did 30 minutes of elliptical, cool, which was good. Um, by Thursday, 
it was one and a half miles and um i was pretty sore <laughs> yeah, yeah i think from like going faster on the run and then the weights and doing 30 minutes versus 25 which i've been doing um <clears throat> so i was feeling sore i did the 1.5 miles um i didn't walk it felt fine but not as good as monday just because i was sore like it it took um i want to say three quarters of a mile before my legs before i like could feel like i was moving my legs like normally because yeah. mm-hmm. the first bit was pretty slow but it ended yeah. at like a 1309 pace or something um but still like i felt good yeah good friday i ended up taking a rest day because i was still sore <laughs> again yeah. and i knew mm-hmm. i had the four miles on monday and by the time like friday was super busy um so i was going to have to do it at night and at that point i'm like well i want to do my run in the morning tomorrow so i don't want to run i don't want to do anything like right now because i know i'm going to be running in like 10 hours or something yeah. um so yeah i took a rest day friday um or sad wait what day was that yeah, Friday, yeah, rest, Friday, and then you did your long run <laughs> okay. on Saturday. Yes, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, and the run was great. I mean, well, okay, I say that just because I did it, and I'm happy about yeah. that. Sure. <laughs> um, so did, how did it feel in general? And did you have to walk at all? Yes, I did. Um, so the first mile and a half, I felt great. I felt super good, um, strong. I wore my flip belt. I had water. I didn't okay. take any drinks the first mile and a half. Like I was feeling really good. Um, and at a mile and a half, I like took a drink and I was doing okay, but I was starting to get tired at two miles. That's when <laughs> um, I, I, it's my problem is the mental thing. So I like hit the mental thing, the mental wall where I'm like, I cannot bring myself to turn around because now I know how far I have to go back and it just seemed like such a hard thing to turn around and know okay I'm tired and I still have to go all the way back two more miles yeah. <clears throat> so um it, that's when it started getting hard for me um so I took <clears throat> excuse me um I stopped like caught my breath sipped some water started going again and I decided to just like I was just running out a trail and I was supposed to just come back um but I couldn't bring myself to do that. So I like turned a corner and started going down this other way. And um, I was just like running down roads, trying to, my plan was to get as close to four miles as I could. Um, Cause I was nearish home. And then I would walk home after I got to four miles. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that third mile, like going from the second, like second to third mile, it was rough. I, it was just that I just was tired and I was dreading how much further I had to go. So it was a big like mental block for me, um, which I would love to talk to you about. Sure. Um, and then I finally like struggled through the third mile. And part of the problem too, was that I hadn't planned a route because I was planning on just going out and back. So because yeah. I had went on these different roads, I didn't, I was just like winging it. And so there wasn't like a good plan and, Finally, when I hit the third mile, then I was like, okay, I can like turn towards home and I can do this. And um, somewhere around three and a half miles, my legs finally got on like, um, they were just like moving automatically. Like I wasn't just thinking about it constantly. Yeah, yeah. So like that, the last half mile was actually like easier than the 
middle mile or whatever. Um, and so that one was fine. It was pretty slow towards the end. I think I ended at an average of like 1350 or 1350, almost 14. Um, because I like got slower as the miles went on. Of course. Um, but I was happy I did it. Um, and I'm trying to focus like at the, in the moment I was trying to focus on, okay, like when I started running, this is how I felt about the mile. Like I hated the whole time I was running. I just wanted, I was like dreading how far I had to go. even though It was a mile. And that's how I feel now with four. Like at some point this will feel easier and I I'll feel like better about doing it and I was trying to just be more proud of doing it than I was disappointed that I did have a hard time if that makes sense yeah I mean it's never fun to go a new distance those long hard runs you know they're going to be hard it's just not mentally fun um but what's great is now that you've done four like those two and three mile runs are going to feel really enjoyable because you've got those in the bag you know what I mean like those aren't going to be work for you that's just part of the process. And you'll start to really, really, really enjoy. It's almost going to feel like a superpower. Like you're going to go out <laughs> amazing. And then it's, but it's the runs that just mentally are challenging. So I'd love to talk about that. You mentioned kind of doing a, your original plan was to do an out and back, but then you mentally couldn't bring yourself to come back because you had already experienced the two miles out and you knew that it just would be hard for you to think about two full more miles even though you still had to do the two miles so i can definitely understand that but i will say my recommendation is to stick with the out and back strategy because once you start going back you're going to start to see things like oh i remember that store i remember that fire hydrant these different things that oh wow i actually only have one mile left i only have a mile and a half left to in my opinion um be something that uh sort of I'm trying to think of the word you, you feel more gratified, like knowing, okay, like I, I, I accomplished that both ways. And the other thing is it takes all of the thought out of the process. So you're not having to think, which turn do I make? Which route do I go? You're just mm. out and then back. But now if you wanted to plan like a full loop, I could see how that might be a little bit easier mentally just because you're not having to do the out and back. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Cause I, at the end I had made a turn down a road um when I was nearing when I was maybe just over three miles and I realized if I had kept going down that road um by the time I reached four miles I would have a really long walk back home just because that road was going the wrong direction so I did I did end up turning and meeting up with um a half mile from our house which is the one I most that's the spot I'm most familiar with because for a long time, I was just running there and back for my mile. So yeah, yeah I, like once I got there, I'm like, okay, now I just have this one spot, like yeah, this one part of trail and I'm home. So that, do- yeah, I, I can see that. I just need yeah. to get past the barrier of like, okay, I've made it this far. I have to go all the way back. I, yeah, I just need to get over that. Yeah. Maybe take all of the thought out of it and just, just ahead of time plan. Okay. When I hit this two mile mark. I'm just going to turn around and I'm not going to pursue any other path Yeah, and, and try that out. Um, the other thing you mentioned is you kind of talked about the last half mile feeling like a pilot where your legs are just going, your mind is just kind of removed from the situation. You're not thinking about every step. That is where you'll get 
on longer runs. Uh, and it's amazing. It's really like this, this euphoric feeling where you just kind of forget that you're running and you get lost in whatever you're listening to or whatever thought you're thinking about. And that's what I crave when I'm running. Uh, and it always happens, especially in a longer run where you're doing, you know, you're out there for an hour plus or, or, or whatever. Um, so, so you want to get to that point and it sounds like it took you about three and a half miles to get there and it will be different <laughs> on every run, but that's, what's nice. It's like, if, if I had to think about every breath, every step for a full marathon or a half marathon, I don't know that I would enjoy the sport. I think I would get, re I think it would be really exhausting, but because my mind kind of gets lost and I just shift to autopilot, it becomes pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I can definitely see that because <laughs> when I was, when I reached the point where I was tired up until that point, it was not fun at all. But yeah, I mean, and I will say, you if you remember last week for my three mile, the last bit of run, I was like really struggling, like dragging my feet, everything. Yeah. Um, and here, once I got into that mode where like, yeah, my legs were just going, um, the last half mile, I still felt pretty strong. Like I never got to that point where I was like, felt like I was dragging like that. Like I felt strong yeah. throughout the end. Well, people debate it all the time, but they, that may be the runner's high where you kind of just feel good and you're able to just go and sustain. So that's awesome. So you're able to do the four mile run and it felt mentally challenging as far as, I guess, tips. Do you listen to anything while you're running aside from, I know you talked about the Spotify playlist, but do you listen to anything else while you're running? Yeah, I've tried some different things on, um, in general, I listen to music, um, upbeat music. I have kind of bounced around to different um, genres or different playlists to try to find one that like really sticks to me. I've tried the big booty mixes. I don't know if you've heard, listened to those. <laughs> I've not. Um, they, <laughs> it's I. That's it's this like duo, and they just mash up a bunch of music together. I don't know why they call themselves that, but yeah. um, they mash up a bunch of just like fun and popular songs together from like all different times. They have a bunch of them, but it's like an hour long of continuous like mashup. Oh, cool. Um, which, so those are fun to run to, um, this on the four mile run, I did partly listen to a podcast. I switched over to, um, some different music. I kept switching cause nothing was like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I just couldn't listen to anything for super long. I, do you tend to listen to the same thing the whole time? What's your strategy mostly? Well, I, and I know everyone finds a different level of comfort in different things. And I, I certainly wouldn't think that what I recommend is or, or what I do is feels like home to everybody. But for me, I love podcasts. And so for me, it's either oh, and I, I get into different moods. If, I, if it's a shorter run and I'm feeling like I want some education, I'll listen to like a running related podcast or something more uh, thought provoking. Um, but if it's a long run, I love either true crime like Dateline because it's a usually a fascinating story it's a murder mystery and you're thinking about all the different details and you're you're kind of distracting your mind you know thinking about this story and trying to follow the story um and then my mind is kind of painting a picture of it while i'm running so i'm not thinking about every step the other thing that i'll listen to is i'm a huge office fan anyone who's listened to the podcast for an extended period of time probably knows that um and so there's an, uh, a podcast called office ladies and I, I certainly wouldn't recommend it if you're not into the show, The Office, but it's really funny and really lighthearted. And I love listening to that just because it puts me in a really good mood and it makes me laugh while I'm running. 
So yeah, I'm kind of one of those two, but I love listening to podcasts when I run it. I actually prefer that over music. Okay. I sh- yeah, actually on Saturday, um, I was listening to office ladies. <laughs> I was oh. listening to that podcast. I, I love the office. I love that podcast. It's a fun one. Cool. Um, yeah. And you know, what's funny is I'll save their episodes. Like if I have a marathon coming up, I will actually like not listen to that week's episode and save it for the marathon. And I'll put it in when I start feeling because inevitably at like mile 10 or mile 15 or somewhere in the race, I start to feel anxious like, oh, I've got so long left to go. And I'll put on their podcast and it will just kind of it's a pick me up. It just it just makes me forget about the, everything. And, and I, I can just I can just kind of get lost in the moment. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I would say podcasts are great. If, if you're not a podcast person, like you said, music is great. I would try to pick music that's really, really exciting to you, not just like something mellow. You know, you want something that will kind of challenge your mind a little bit. Um, other than that, you know, mantras are good. You could always just kind of tell yourself, I can do hard things or, uh, you know, no pain, no gain, those types of things. Think of some 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 mantras that you can say that will just help you kind of get through it, get through the challenge. Um, the other thing is, you know, maybe if try to diagnose what it is that you're struggling with, is it just, are you feeling really fatigued and tired? Well, maybe you just need to take a quick walk break and drink some water. Maybe have a, we'll get into fuel in a future episode, but maybe have some fuel, um, and then, and then keep going. And, and it could just very well be, look, I just mentally am having a hard time. So then at that point, don't think about, I have two miles left. Just think about, I have you know, a quarter mile left. And then when you get there, think about the next quarter mile. And then when you get there, think about, you know, and just kind of break the break the distance down into smaller bite-sized pieces. And then it becomes a whole lot easier. And you could even do, you know, some intervals and say, all right, I'm going to run slightly faster for the next two minutes. And then I'm going to jog really slow for 30 seconds. And, and just kind of think of ways to challenge yourself to kind of the monotony of of the time that's left oh that's a really good idea um because yeah I think like on the four mile run especially um like at two miles is when I first stop to you know catch my breath get some water um I in the moment I knew my body didn't need to but it was yeah like it was my mind and my body kind of stopped before just because I don't know my mind just like decided nope I I'm done, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, and I like your time thing because I do, I've been wearing my watch, my um, smartwatch on my runs. Yeah. And if I put a timer that I'm not, when I've done that in the past, at least, um, I just am waiting for it to buzz on my hand. So I'm not like, I'm not thinking about the distance as much. So I should try yeah. those strategies. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a couple that come to mind. But the other thing to remember is, you know, you're getting into these distances for the first time when you start, when it starts to become more comfortable because now you're going much further then the shorter runs don't be, don't, they're not as much of a mental challenge. It's always just that longer run. That's more of a mental challenge. And so just kind of knowing that going in, like, okay, every, not every run is going to be like this. This is just today. I just have to get through it. And just, just do the hard thing that's in front of you and know that it will get easier. And I think with that knowledge, then anything, you know, becomes easier because if, if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, then, you know, 
life is just a lot more difficult. It's amazing how runners after 13 miles or after 26 miles, they have that final kick at the end of the marathon or the half marathon. And you think to yourself, how are they able to do that? And it's because they can see the finish line. And so I think if you just keep it in perspective and, and just, just know like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get through this run. And then when I do, like, I'm going to be so glad that I did it. I try to sometimes almost think about what am I going to do after the run? Like, okay, I'm going to have a cold shower. I'm going to, I'm going to eat a donut or I'm going to like, I try to picture the thing that I'm most looking forward to and then just remind myself that it's worth it. And then that can, that can help. Um, but again, just try not to think so much about it. Just try to get through it and then it will get easier because again, yeah. as you start hitting these new distances, it does become easier. Yeah, definitely. So okay, I don't thanks. know if any of that's helpful. I, it's it's hard to tell someone how to mentally get through it because the other thing about running is it is a solo sport. No one can pick up your weight for you. You know, if you're on a basketball mm -hmm. team, the the star can lead literally lead the team and he can score 50 points and they can win the game. You're running a marathon like you are 100 percent on your own. You have the, the crowd cheering you on and you have your family and you have some volunteers there and things. But like if you don't pick up your feet and run, it's not going to get done. So, so it can be pretty challenging to know that like you're no one can do this for you. So I totally get it. And it's hard to tell people how to get through the mental barriers other than experimenting and figuring it out on your own. Yeah. And I think it did help that um, like it is helping that I'm seeing progress. So I do know, okay, like it's not always going to feel like this. It's not, I'm not always going to, you know, dread this. Um, and I'm able to see like, I, yeah, a few, a few, even a few weeks ago, there's no way I could have run four miles. <laughs> like, I just yeah. wasn't, I just wasn't strong enough. I wasn't ready for it. And so even just knowing I did it already. So I can do it again. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's good. And now you've done four. So you'll never <laughs> have the mental barrier of four anymore for probably the rest of your life. You're like, I've done four and now it's going to be five. And then it's going to be six. But once you hit those new milestones, it, it mentally just becomes less challenging so let's talk about how you're feeling overall are you feeling good any pains any like exhaustion um yeah I'm actually so my like I said my legs were a little sore this week um specifically the beginning of the week and I did have if you remember I had some like hip things at the very beginning yeah um coincidentally this is kind of I guess not really off topic, but we were gifted. My husband and I were gifted um, a massage. I'd never gotten a massage before. <laughs> it oh, was nice. awesome. Yeah. And um, I like had a ton of knots that got worked out and my, that like really helped my hips. <laughs> I'm like, that must've been the problem. Okay. Um, so like overall, my body's feeling pretty good, except I don't know when it started this week, um, but my left knee something feels a little off and it doesn't hurt me when I'm exercising. Like when I'm running, it doesn't hurt or anything. Um, but just like at different parts of the day, um, if I've been sitting for a while or like when I first wake up, it feels kind of stiff. Um, I mostly notice it when I like today I bent down to talk to my daughter and it just like felt really tight and kind of hurt a little bit. Um, so that's been happening. I've only noticed it the past 
couple of days maybe. Um, but yeah, again, it doesn't hurt all the time and it doesn't hurt when I'm running just every once in a while, it kind of hurts on, it's on the outer side and it goes into the back of my knee on my, like the left side. I'm not a physical therapist. Just have to give that disclaimer (laughs) because I don't want to get in trouble, but I, it sounds an awful lot like what I've had in the past, which is the ask your husband since I know he's going through dental or uh, not dental school. <laughs> I guess he just finished right. Um, ask him about the popliteal tendon and see if he thinks that's what it is. Um, okay, I've had that flare up a lot, and physical therapy has helped tremendously. And um, so I, it sounds yeah, so it sounds like we need to really take advantage of this upcoming week as a recovery week, which was the plan anyway. So this is perfect. So let's talk a little bit about this this week's plan. But with all of that said, make sure that you pay really close attention to this knee. We'll call it knee slash hamstring issue. Mm-hmm. And and just make sure that it's not getting worse. Make sure you're paying attention to it. If you're running, if you feel it, let me know right away. And if you feel like something's really wrong here, like knowing the difference between soreness and an injury is going to one of the most important things you can do as a runner And I know that that, like, it's, I can tell you that, but until you experience it and experiment, like, you're never going to know until either you go in and talk to a physical therapist or you just kind of start to learn your body. But there are plenty of, you know, can happen where you're just sore and you can run through it, no problem. But then there are a lot where you don't want to run through it because you're going to make it worse. And then there are other injuries where, like, you can run through it, but scaling it back so that you can still kind of keep up your you know keep up your endurance and keep your muscles strong while also reducing the the impact and so I can't give you much guidance on that because I'm you know a running coach not a not a physical therapist but what I can tell you is this week we'll take advantage of recovery and then just keep me posted throughout the week if it's not getting any better okay okay so starting with Monday's workout um, you did two miles last week on Monday but this week do one and a half just a little bit on Tuesday, do the same strength you've been doing. But if the knee thing is hurting you, then stop. And then tell me, um, Wednesday, instead of doing cross training, let's just take a rest day. Let's just have you rest it entirely. Um, okay. Thursday, you can do, uh, either one and a half or two miles, depending on how your knee is feeling. If it's better by then go for the two. If it's still kind of this one and a half, and do some walk breaks if you need to. And that goes for Monday's run as well. Um, Friday, kind of the concept, we'll do an optional rest or cross training. So if you if you want to do 30 minutes of cross training, maybe like the elliptical or maybe cycling or something that doesn't make that knee feel painful. And then on Saturday, instead of four, you're going to do three miles. And this is this was the plan anyways. We were going to scale you back a little bit. And that's just part of the half marathon training cycle as you're going up a couple of weeks and then you're coming down and that's just a the training that you've had to, to recover get better. And then next week we'll go back up and, and we'll hit five miles um, okay. on Saturday and then Sunday will be rest. Perfect. Um, a question about this week. So I think all of that sounds, especially with Wednesday being a rest day um, in, in addition to recovering this week, we are leaving Utah <laughs> and we're driving over to Iowa for my husband's graduation. Um, so we're kind of like this week is all transition and then we're driving down to my parents' house before we can move into our apartment. It's just like a lot of things. Um, 
Tuesday. So Monday, like tomorrow I'll run before we leave because we're leaving mid-morning. Um, Tuesday, there's a chance I won't be able to go to the gym for weights. I still have my 10-pound dumbbell, d- dumbbells and yeah. the band. Is it okay if I if I can't get to a gym to use more weights? Is it okay if I still just like do that? You, you can also do. You, you can also swap and just do a rest day on Tuesday. You can do strength training on Wednesday if that works for your schedule better, or just do like what okay. you said. Maybe just do some bands, some some body weight exercises, um, and and that'll be totally fine. Or like the ten pound dumbbells that you have, that'll be fine. Okay, great. Everything else sounds wonderful. Cool. Yeah, and I think the key is just again listen to your body. Make sure that that knee is not getting worse. Um, and if, if we go a couple of weeks and it's like kind of just there, but not getting any better, not getting any worse, we may have you stop in to see somebody. Um, but for now, I guess we can just keep an eye on it. It, does it feel serious or is it just a little bit of stiffness? Yeah, it just, it doesn't feel serious. It's just a, yeah, a little bit of stiffness and I wouldn't even call it like pain. Um, it's more like a stiffness and discomfort, um, which I only notice when I, again, have been like sitting for a while or, um, yeah. maybe I've been like sitting crisscross with my kids on the ground or bend down mm. like a lot or something. So for right now, I don't think it's anything ser- yeah. like really serious. I would challenge you. How is your, how is your sleep schedule? I know it's hard with little kids, but are you sleeping? Would you say a good amount every night or is your sleep not going so well? <laughs> um, it, <laughs> I I normally would do get quite a bit of sleep. This last week, <clears throat> I haven't as much just because we're packing and getting ready to move. So yeah, I definitely have been going to bed later than I would say normally I'm in bed by 10pm, like between, you know, 930 and 10. This last week, I haven't been going to bed at that time, probably closer yeah. to midnight, or yeah. a little after just because we've been um yeah just busy packing and cleaning and things so that might be part of it too yeah i i would say your body needs a lot and i know it's so hard with little kids so get as much as you can but you know as much sleep as you can get to let your body recover and also kind of kicking your legs back and staying off of your feet um and then just sitting for long periods of time is not great i i know that when i sit a lot at work i my i tend to start having issues with my knees and my hamstrings and stuff and so um I actually got, and I know you don't work in an office setting or, you know, you, you kids, but point being is at work, I have a, a standing desk where I can kind of raise it, sit back down. I try not to sit for too long periods of time. And I think the same applies to you. You're playing with the kids on the ground, you're sitting on a couch or whatever, sitting at the kitchen table. Just try to make sure that you're not sitting for really long periods of time. Like try to be up on your feet, but then also try to get a lot of rest at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you... um do you ever do or recommend like mobility exercises? Yeah, I'm not great about doing them and I'm not great about recommend. You have a good regimen that you, that you've followed in the past or that you know of um, by all means. And then maybe even share with me what you're doing and I can put it in the show notes. Okay. I, I've only, my husband recommend, I mean, he, he likes doing those and things he's recommended them to me i have not done them before but i've seen i've seen some and i might start trying them out because i think that might help me yeah and i guess for people listening who may not know what that is i can maybe say what i think it is and maybe you can as well 
it's just exercises that kind of make you a little more flexible, a little bit more mobile in a sense in different uh, muscle groups, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of them, at least that I've seen, they help with like your knees, ankles, and hips. So it's like um, squatting down and then, you know, like rotating your legs a certain way. So it's all like kind of fluid motion to help with yeah. your joints basically and flexibility. Yeah. When I've met with physical therapists in the past, they've always had me kind of do mobility tests to see how flexible or how how much movement I had in my ankles or in my hips, et cetera. And, and because I cycle a lot for triathlons, I've had them look at that as well. Because for cycling, if your hips aren't super mobile, then you're limited in how far they can come up to pedal. And so um, point being, yeah, I think mobility super important you need to have strong and flexible ankles and hips and knees and so yeah if you have anything that you like that you think will work by all means do that um the strength that i've provided are pretty basic but targeting the muscle groups that are super important for marathon training so i would say um if we want to get deeper into those specific muscle groups or we want to switch it up. We can absolutely do that. If you get to the point where you feel like, all right, I'm getting bored of these strength exercises or I want to focus on a different group, then we can do that as well. Okay. Okay, great. Right now I'm happy with them, but I'll let you know. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I guess any other questions, anything I can help with? No, I think that you answered all my questions today. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Good luck this week and keep me posted. I will. Thanks. Have a great week. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K.